Listeners, remember when everyone was doing juice cleanses and was basically hangry all the time? Well, there's a better, more sustainable way to lose weight. Row provides access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market. The Row Body Program pairs a weekly shot with healthy lifestyle changes so you can lose 15 to 20% of your weight in a year on average and actually keep it off. Rose partners handle all the insurance paperwork to help get medication covered. If eligible for medication, patients have access to their provider on demand for any questions. You can sign up online from the comfort of your own home. This means no scheduling a doctor's appointment, no commute to the doctor's office, and no waiting rooms. Average weight loss is 15 to 20% in one year with healthy lifestyle changes. BMI and other eligibility criteria apply. Go to Roe co slash clink sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 after that medication costs are separate that's ro.co slash clink listeners did you know that an estimated 5 billion plastic hand soap and cleaning bottles are thrown away each year and if that's not bad enough most cleaning formulas are 90 percent water which is heavy to ship leading to excessive carbon emissions plus those products are often filled with nasty ingredients like chlorine and ammonia that's a lose-lose situation for you and the planet nobody's trying to have that enter blue land blue land is on a mission to eliminate single-use plastic by reinventing cleaning essentials to be better for you and the planet with the same powerful clean you're used to. The idea is simple. They offer refillable cleaning products with a beautiful cohesive design that looks great on your counter. Fill your reusable bottles with water, drop in the tablets, and wait for them to dissolve. Genius! You'll never have to grab bulky cleaning supplies on your grocery run again. Refill start at just $2.25. Blue Land is trusted in over 1 million homes, including mine, y'all. When I received my first shipment of Blue Land, I was blown away by how this simple concept just makes so much sense. It's so easy. You just drop the tablet into the stylish functional bottles and get your clean on. I love the subscription option because I am not trying to get one more bulky item in my cart. Blue Land products really get the job done and leave my home smelling so fresh and clean. Blue Land has a special offer for our listeners. Right now, get 15% off your first order by going to blueland.com slash clink. You won't want to miss this, guys. Blueland.com slash clink for 15% off. Hi, and welcome to Housewives of True Crime. Welcome. Welcome. I am Tabitha. Give me Dateline, white wine, and I'll pick up your kids in the carpool line. The next day, right? Yeah, the next day. Okay. And I am Gretchen. I like white wine, true crime, and in bed by nine because I have a lot of stuff to do in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) We are housewives of true crime. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Welcome. Welcome. Housewives of true crime. Up in here. How are you right now? I'm good. I'm healthy. Happening. <laughs> okay. I was going to say something mean, but I won't say it. Um, good for you. I... <laughs> well, that was kind of a dig at you because you still have the funk. <laughs> so I, know, I was being a little guys, braggalicious. 
If you listened on Thursday to our Patreon, our bonus episodes, which you should be doing, uh, you can subscribe on Apple real easily to our Clink Clink Club or go to patreon.com house forward slash housewives of true crime. But you would know that I thought I had a sinus infection at that point. Then the very next day, I texted Gretchen, I'm going to urgent care. And turns out I have the mother effing flu. Yeah, well, at least it's not COVID. I think I already had that. I know. It just I mean, it never ends. It, it's like, no, it should. I think I've like checked off all the boxes. February is going to be a good month. Listen, you're going to be out of it soon because I believe that six season is from Halloween to Super Bowl. That's six season. Okay. Then everybody starts getting going on the up. You just watch and see. All right. All right. Okay. So we have a couple pieces of business real quick. And then my case is pretty long. So we won't probably chat too much unless you have a lot to tell me. But CrimeCon, you guys, we are going to CrimeCon 2024. And it is in Nashville, Tennessee. So that's a real good time. Be there or be square, people. And I found the code. So all of you that want to go, please go to CrimeCon and put our promo code in of Housewives. That will give you 10% off the purchase of your ticket. And it'll also get give us some credit for getting you there, which is nice. I mean, we don't make any money off of it, but at least they know that we're bringing people in. So that would be awesome. And we seriously cannot wait to see you there. Uh, we spend a lot of time with whoever wants to spend a lot of time with us and we will meet you in the bar and we will have a cocktail and we'll have a chat and we'll see you on podcast row and we'll support you through all of the amazing um, speeches that they have and things that they have there. It's really a good, it's a really awesome um, thing to go to. True. So there's that. And then mm -hmm. second piece of business, I wanted to tell you about a podcast that long, long, long ago, we talked about because they started around the same time that we started and we still are loving them. And so we think you will love them too. It's called Crime Salad, which is kind of a funny name, actually. But they are a good group. It's Ashley and Ricky, their husband and wife. So different than us, Gretchy, but probably a we're not married because it oh, feels like we a are. little bit of I the feel same. like I talk to you more than my husband <laughs> I know I was thinking the same thing I was like wait their husband and wife and they probably fight like we do but yeah <laughs> so anyways they dive into some of the darker corners than we do um but they do tell a good story their ultimate goal is preventing future tragedies which I mean god bless them I wish that we all could prevent future tragedies. Also at my local Walmart, dude, somebody just freaking came to this person's front door, like the past, the, not the passenger, their driver's door, right when they got in and tried to open it. And she had thankfully locked the door before she got in and was like, he's like, open your door. She was like, no. And drove away. I was like, dude, smart thinking. Yeah. Because smart thinking. What the I'm fuck real was quick on the lock. Do? Real quick on the walk and make sure you lock your door. You know, yeah. I don't know if the Tesla locks automatically and I can't figure it out. I'm going to have my husband figure it out today because I always get kind of nervous of that because in my other cars, I've always been able to lock right away. But this one, I'm like, does it lock? Does it not lock? I'm not sure. Crime Salad, go there. 
you can get it anywhere where you listen to us. Um, they're telling a story this week of a disappearance of a child. So they do talk about kids, um, unlike us. And they've been around since 2019, like us. So you will like them. Check them out. Okay. Okay. And then uh, what's up in your neck of the woods? Well, you know, crime con just around the corner. And you know what else is around the corner? End of school. It was the 100 days of school. Oh, I saw that. I saw all these people wearing like Dalmatian costumes for 101 days and old oh, people costumes. Oh, that's cute. For- yeah. They dress as old people. Yeah. At- uh, my kids school. And so my daughter, of course, springs this on me the morning of. Oh, so right. I'm like, oh, gosh, okay, let's, let's fashion something. I'm actually pretty, I don't want to brag, but I'm pretty good in those situations. But so I had like clothes? kind of a shawl. I had like kind of a shawl thing. <laughs> yeah, like that she could wear. And then I tied a like, kerchief like around her oh, yeah, head and like a low bun, you know, but then she needed a t shirt to wear underneath. And you know what she picked? What? Uh, one of my many Dolly Parton t-shirts because she said, Dolly's people old. listen to Dolly Parton. <laughs> Young people listen to Taylor Swift. Okay. She's getting it. You told, <laughs> you told me you wanted her on the Taylor Swift bandwagon. So she's mm-hmm. jumping right on. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, touche, child. Totally. She also had a kind of a, a, a bit of a breakdown this week at jujitsu. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh my God, she's been... Girlfriend needed like a little lesson in being a good sport. And she's made so much progress, you know, because she gets her little butt kicked all the time. And she has to, you know, be respectful, bow, say, you know, thanks. Yeah, thanks right? for kicking my ass. But all of a sudden, she's just like crying after she got slammed. And I'm thinking, you know what? What gives? Anyways, the jujitsu teacher came over to me and said, oh, she's fine. She told me she just has gas. It's embarrassing. <laughs> oh, my God. So, so she's like, you know, it really, it happens, it happens to all of us. So, um, (laughs) she's like maybe a little Bino. So I just ordered some, so there will be no gas before. You have to figure out what she's having gas of. Maybe she's allergic to milk or something. Oh, you shouldn't just have gas. It's not, it's not normal. Just let you know. I think you fart like 14 times a day or something. No, I do not. I don't okay. like zero. Okay. And her shit smells like roses too, you guys. <laughs> it does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. Should we get started? Yes. Let's do that. Okay. All right. This week's episode is brought to you, Gretchy, and everybody else listening by everyone. Literally, everyone has ah. texted us, wrote on our group been obsessed with this Netflix documentary. Oh, yeah. 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 And I've known that I was going to you were going to talk about this. And everyone has been coming up to me saying, Oh, I have to talk to you about this. You're like, don't. And I'm like, No, you can't. And it really pisses them off. I have lost some (laughs) friends this week. (laughs) You're like, talk about it. Talk to me next week, because I will know all about it. But after this, I do think that you should watch it. Um, I will. It's three will. episodes. It's very fast. I'm so. going to. Well, I clean my house because despite being healthy tab, my house has never been so out of order. Oh, I feel I just yeah. want to throw you that bone. I feel okay. yeah. Part of me is still mind boggled to my core that this happened. But another part of me understands a little bit of how it happened. Just an insy pincy piece of me. And you'll know once I talk about it. 
And after watching this Netflix documentary, I needed to know more. So I read the entire book front to back, Gretchy. Actually, I listened oh. to it, but <laughs> I love how re- we read a lot. But um, oh, so I love how it is like braggadocious to be like, I read a book. Well, I listened. Yeah. But with your eyeballs, though. You didn't with your eyeballs. This is a listening situation. I listened with my ears. Okay. In the car. Because I can't. Okay. It's <laughs> impressive if you read with your eyeballs. No, I read my kid's book, Keeps the Lost City with my eyeballs to him yeah. every night. But I didn't have this book is like. 20 plus hours or something. I don't know. Oh, that I just listened to a 20 time. hour book for called bitter blood. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know that that's a long for damn research? book. Yes. Yeah. For research purposes. Yeah. So this book is so good and listening to it. It's really good. Also, it's really just, it's good. So if you have any desire to learn more, it's called victim F and it's worth a read. I actually cried at the end. Oh, and I'm not very emotional. That's moving. I know. I'm not a crier, which my daughter said the other day too. And I'm like, oh, she's like me, which is kind of sad because I wish she was more emotional. Okay. So this is the case of Denise Huskins and Aaron Quinn, which was dubbed the Gone Girl case previous to Netflix's new name that they named it American Nightmare. And a nightmare is really what it was. Real quick before I begin, I just want to say for those of you that watch the Netflix documentary, you will still get a lot out of this episode. Um, Because like I said, I did a lot more research. And if you have not watched the episodes, then just get ready to be seriously pissed as you will, Gretchy. That nightmare started on the very early morning of March 23rd, 2015 in a small town called Vallejo in Northern California. Are you familiar with this town? It sounds, this is a familiar sounding name. It's close to San Francisco, 30 minutes from Napa, has a little bit of, not like a bad rap, but somewhat of a bad rap. Um, The city itself filed for bankruptcy in 2008. It had some military, I think, sort of, I can't really remember. Sorry, I didn't write this down. But it had some sort of business that ended up going out of business, which kind of funded all of their city. And then once everybody left, it was kind of like left to not die, but figure out how to make money again, you know? Right. And I think it kind of has because it's a less expensive place to live. If you work in Silicon Valley, like you can commute. Okay. And if I'm wrong, don't come at me because somebody did that recently about how I should have done more research on the fucking city. And listen, it's, I, I don't like, I tell it how it's not like we tell you you were an expert. (laughs) I'm not an expert on your city. I'm sorry. I will be more of an expert on the case than the city that the case comes out of. But anyways, this is Vallejo. Also, the Zodiac Killer took some of its victims from Vallejo, which maybe is why you um, have heard of it. Maybe that is why it Mm -hmm. sounds familiar. Yeah. The Zodiac Killer was also in Benicia, which is up there. Yes. Yeah. And my husband works there often. And it really freaks you out. out. Yeah. 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 Well, police were not able to solve the um, cases from Vallejo from the Zodiac Killer, which does not surprise me because police are more talk than action, or at least before these recent times. The city has over 100,000 people living there. And 
like I said, probably a lot of commuters. At approximately three o'clock in the morning, a couple, Aaron Quinn and Denise Huskins, were woken up by bright lights, lasers, and a gun pointed in their face. Groggy and not fully aware what was going on or if they were dreaming, they heard a voice say, wake up. This is a robbery. I'm not going to hurt you. Wake up. This is a robbery. I'm not going to hurt you. Then the intruder, once they did wake up and decided that this was actually not a dream, this intruder made them lie down on their bed, face down. Both Denise and Aaron obeyed him, did exactly what he said. He laid out zip ties and forced Denise to tie Aaron's hand and feet together. Both Denise and Aaron did exactly what the intruder instructed without hesitation or resistance. They were both frozen in fear. And we talk about this a lot, Gretchen, about how like, that is probably not the right thing to do, but maybe sometimes it is the right thing to do. I don't know. It's hot. Like when I was listening to this, I was like, dude, I feel like I would not be frozen in fear, but I think people have different reactions when something this dramatic happens to you. Oh yeah. I mean, I don't think you know exactly what you would do until you're in that situation. I mean, we always say don't go to the second location, but I mean, if they're in your house, I don't think it's the wrong decision to co-op. I mean, to cooperate, you just want to say, take my shit and leave. I know. So I think that's what they did. Also, there yeah. were when they looked up, they see a gun pointed in their face and they see all these lasers around their bedroom. So that's like, what the fuck is happening here? Right? Yeah. They just hoped that it was true, that it was a robbery. They wouldn't be hurt. They're like, take all my shit and spare our lives. But this robbery was not like any other robbery that I have ever heard of in real life. This was more like some effed up movie plot. From here, the intruder moved Denise and Aaron into a closet where he would put blacked out swim goggles over their eyes to prevent them from seeing anything. He then put headphones on them with pre-recorded messages. The messages were like told in a robotic tone, similar to how the intruder was talking to them. The intruder told them that they would be taking a sedative. And if they disobeyed taking this orally, he would uh, give it to them intravenously against their will. So of course they were like, okay, We'll take it. I mean, we have to take it one way or another, right? So we'll yeah. just drink it. While the two were bound and lying in the closet, they would hear what sounded like people talking and whispering. They could also hear footsteps going up and down the stairs, hammering downstairs while there's footsteps going upstairs and drilling. They were still conscious through all of this, but really kind of woozy from whatever crazy cocktail they were given. After a long while, Aaron was moved downstairs. I can imagine like most California houses, then like master or what do you call it now? Call it the primary primary bedroom. Mm-hmm, get with ups- it. I know. Up, like the In California, a lot of times the primary bedroom is upstairs when in Texas, it's downstairs. So he's moved from the primary bedroom downstairs. He's questioned um, by one of the intruders. And actually the only intruder that ever talked, they only heard the voice of one guy. 
He questioned Aaron about his finances, told him about this group and their mission, and they were going to collect a ransom for his girlfriend. However, the name that he said was not Denise. In this book I told you called Victim Up, they called they called this girlfriend Jennifer. So although it's not her real name, I will also call her Jennifer. Jennifer was not the current girlfriend, Denise, obviously, but it was his ex-fiance. Aaron informed them that Jennifer actually moved out not too long ago. And the intruder asked if both women looked alike. And Aaron said, well, yeah, they both have long blonde hair. The intruder was concerned, like this may have been a problem. He said, you know, this mission was for Jennifer, not for Denise. So he didn't know what to do. That is a problem. <laughs> that is a problem. <laughs> if you're on a mission. a lot of hassle, it sounds like, to get the wrong person. <laughs> right. So for over an hour, this guy would basically talk to them, threaten them death and harm if the two did not comply. The sicko talked about how the group at the house was trained They were military trained and police trained, and they knew all the tactics. He told them that they were wearing wetsuits so that they did not get their DNA anywhere. And if they had to get away via waterway, they could, which I guess there's this like Mare Island um, in Vallejo, and that's where Aaron's house was. So it seems like they were acutely aware of how to get away with a robbery. Well, Aaron, why are you telling why are you telling people how you're going to get away with it? I don't know. This is kind of strange. Although I think it was his way of, of putting control over Aaron. Right? Okay. Like I'm going to tell you that I'm military trained that there's not going to be any DNA. This is stupid. Right? Then you're t- also telling them you have a military background like all these things are like incriminating. True. Stupid. Very yeah, true. Yeah, listen to more true crime. This is dumb. So while Aaron was downstairs on the couch, the intruder told him that he was going to be watched for days. They set up cameras, blocked off space in Aaron's house where he was allowed to walk, installed tracking software on his phone, and gave him a portable charger of their own and a list of instructions. They told Aaron that if he did not comply with their instructions completely, they would kill Denise. As Denise was lying halfway conscious in the closet, she too was being told on the headphones ways to comply. And if she didn't, she would be killed. The recordings, like I said, were pre-recorded and they talked about Aaron using his name, but Denise, they had it pre-recorded as Jennifer. Mm. So clearly these people knew Aaron and Jennifer had lived together. They knew both of them and somehow have been in their house before they knew what bank Aaron banked with as well as Jennifer. So Aaron thinks that they had definitely been in the house before he had thought for months that somebody was creeping on him, but also thought that maybe he was just paranoid as he was waiting for them to get through the stuff. He just kept thinking about like that one time he saw a drone outside in his backyard when he was coming home. Um, so I think like all of a sudden these things are like clicking in his head, right? Like, oh yeah. I thought something was here, but when I got home, it was here. And then you kind of just dismiss that because you don't want to say like, I'm freaking crazy. This is really happening, right? Yeah. 
Um, so Aaron was told to call out sick the next day from work. And then he was, um, they left Denise's phone for him to call out sick for her as well and said to call out sick for an entire week for Denise. Denise and Aaron actually worked together. They both were physical therapists at Kaiser. Denise was in residency because she had just got her doctorate in physical therapy and Aaron was a full-time employee. And actually Jennifer, the ex worked there as well. How do you call for a whole week? You got to say you have strep, COVID. The flu. More than the flu. A whole week? You don't know. You might be better in three days. I will know. If I'm your boss, I'm like, get your ass into work. Well, it's 24 hours fever free. And so I don't have a fever today. I'm supposed to be going to U2 tomorrow. So I'm hoping the 24 hour fever free is happening. I have no medicine today. So I'm going to check it out. You can go back to work. It's true. Yes, I know. You're working right now. Um, it's true. Okay. <laughs> At least I work by myself. So they told him to that they would be communicating with him via text and email with the next steps. And he was to go to his bank, withdraw some money for the kidnappers in the morning in two increments. They would be tracking his every move. They let him know again and again, he better comply or Denise would be dead. Also, he was told if he went to the police, Denise would also die. After about two hours of all this torture, the intruder picked up Denise, telling her that he would be keeping her for 48 hours while Aaron did all these tasks. And if both followed all commands, she would be set free. She was then placed in the trunk of Aaron's car with a comforter from Aaron's bed and a bag of her clothes. Denise stayed quiet and emotionless and did as the intruder said. At one point, the intruder stopped Aaron's car to yell at her about screaming, which she wasn't, um, but it ended up being like the steering wheel of Aaron's car made some funky noise. Then he stopped in a parking lot and switched her into another car and left Aaron's car in this parking lot. In this car, they drove for hours. Denise would pass out on the drive from those sedatives that they gave to both of them. Aaron too passed out shortly after they left, um, but not until he was able to remove the swim goggles. When Aaron woke up hours later, he was still bound with the zip ties and, but he was able to get them off. He saw a camera that hung in his living room. It was making a real loud sound There was tape around his living room also, which was the designated area where he was allowed to go, and he saw the cell phones. He did as as these guys told him. He called out sick for both him and Denise, and then he was so out of it, he fell asleep again. He woke up at 11 a.m., still groggy, but now more with it, and he saw an email from the kidnappers with info on what to do about getting the money. Not wanting to jeopardize Denise's life, he responded to the kidnappers, but when he didn't hear anything back right away from them, he got really nervous. So he decided to call his brother, who was in the FBI. Oh, that's convenient. It's very, yeah, you would think it is convenient. And when I get to more of the story, you're going to be like, what the actual F? His brother told him, listen, dude, you've got to call 911 because you need more than me to figure this out. You need like an army, right? So he called 911 like very hesitantly. I don't think that was a good idea. Don't you think his brother should have called 911? Yeah, I think your brother sucks. 
The brother should have been like, oh, I'm going to use my FBI superpowers and save you. I'm going to call 911. You just do this to keep the situation as safe as possible. I'm going to make this happen. Yeah, I don't know why his brother didn't call 911. I know his brother was at work at the time because I think he had to like... <laughs> I feel like you can, uh, you you get a pass if somebody in your family is being held hostage. Totally. Stop I know, right? He, I know he had to call his brother's wife or girlfriend in the book, it tells you more, to then call the brother and be like, dude, answer your brother's phone because he's in distress. Like he needs some help. Yeah. But anyways, he did call 911 and... I will play you the 911 call right here. Emergency. Yeah, I, I, my girlfriend got kidnapped last night. What do you mean she got kidnapped? And you didn't call last night when this occurred? I was tied up. What time did you get up tied, sir? Morning. What's your girlfriend's name? Denise. What is your name? Aaron. Okay, I've got the call in for service. We're getting officers on the way. Okay, so police show up right away. And they ask Aaron if he is on drugs. Because mm. this sounds like, like, weird. <laughs> like, yeah. he's like, my, my, you know, my girlfriend's been kidnapped. And they're like, are you on drugs? And he replies, yes. Yeah, I am actually on drugs. Because the kidnappers had drugged him. They initially ask him a few questions. They unplug the camera. They looked at him like he was out of his mind. They questioned a recycle pile that he had. He had like a little recycle pile of cans of beers um, and two glasses of wine in the sink from the night before from him and Denise. And he kind of told them, that's my recycling. And yes, Denise and I had some wine. They asked him to then come down to the station and he was excited to do so. I mean, he was going to give Vallejo PD every detail that he could remember. Aaron recounted his story about his girlfriend being kidnapped after this group of what he kind of thought was like nerdy texts, the way that they were like talking, you know, they came in in wetsuits, they intimidated them with guns and lasers and tasers, tied them up with zip ties, blacked out their eyes with swim goggles. They worked on outfitting his house for hours and his phone with technology. And then they left taking Denise with them. They asked him why he waited to call 911 for over six hours. And to which he replied, and actually I think it was more like 12 hours, to which he replied that he was scared that they were going to do what they said they were going to do to Denise, that they were going to kill her. And he also said it was also because I had some crazy concoction that like totally made me out of it. And guess what the detectives thought? That he's full of shit. That he's full of shit. Yeah. Because the story sounds so far-fetched. Yeah. Like, I was telling my husband the story, and he's like, he killed her. And that's why a little part of me is like, I can see how this happened, because it sounds so crazy. Yeah, but I feel like things that need to be taken into consideration are like, does... Does he have a a record? Like, does he have a, a record of like abusing drugs? Does he have mental health issues that, you know, like, is he on something for that? I mean, it sounds like he he's a physical therapist, like he's holding down a good job. I mean, that should like give him some credibility. This is all true. This is all 100% true, but it didn't. So these, these, 
police officers, they questioned him. They questioned him first on if Denise and him were on the rocks. And Aaron told the truth. They kind of were. That very night, Denise had Which come you should over. always tell the truth. Yeah. About the status of your relationship because it will come out. True. True. But you should probably get a lawyer. Wow. Which is what he would tell you to this day is that he needed to get an attorney sooner. But that night they did like Denise had come over to his house because she had found out that he still was communicating with his ex, Jennifer. And she was like, F you, you know, like if you're going to move forward with me, it's going to be me and you need to like let her go. And this is what they had a conversation about that very night. And they had come to terms like, yes, Aaron was like going to fully commit to Denise and he was over um, his ex. Aaron also told the police that his ex had an affair with a police officer for two years while they were together. And he all, and she also dated an FBI agent at one point. He told them that the two of them decided to move forward. They went to bed super happy, but none of that obviously sat well with the investigators and they made him take a polygraph test, which he was also happy to do. But as soon as he finished it, they told him he failed. Were they lying? Yeah. Also, I don't, I really don't get the like having an affair with two years. If you're not married and you don't have kids. Yeah, why You're do you just want to? Yeah, fuck, just leave. I know. I think I, that's one of those like ticka ticky. You I know, bet you, you got something wrong with you because you just are hot for it being wrong. True. Yeah. Or maybe the police officer was married and he couldn't leave, so she's like, "I'm not leaving until you leave," kind of thing. I don't know. Who knows? For the next twelve hours, basically, they tore Aaron down, telling him that he killed Denise and he needed to come clean. They tore him down so much where he's like, fuck, did I have like a psychotic episode and like make yeah. this shit up? You know, like I think you can be beaten down. But thankfully, like he didn't. They wouldn't let him talk to his brother who was there at the police station or his mom. Um, and they just kept telling him that he was lying no matter what he said. Like, hey, go to my house. Check if there's cameras up there. Check if they did all this stuff. Check my phone. They emailed me. I emailed them back. Check that. Like, check yeah. where that IP address come, came from. Where did this email come from? How could I have done that? They didn't. And they broke him down so hard that finally he was like, I don't know what else to say. Like, I think I need an attorney. Listeners, have you checked out Rakuten yet? Because Rakuten is where it's at. It's my go-to way to save on top of sales. That's why Rakuten is the smartest way to shop and the most rewarding way to save because members earn cash back on everything they buy. Rakuten is a shopping platform that partners with over 3,500 stores that I know I shop at online like Saks Fifth, Macy's, Best Buy. You know, we are already online shopping at our favorite stores, so why not be saving while doing it? How it works is the stores pay Rakuten a commission for sending them shoppers and Rakuten shares the commission with its members. You get paid via check or PayPal quarterly. Rakuten has over 17 million members saving and Rakuten members have earned over 4.6 billion in cash back, y'all. Membership is free and it's easy to sign up. Start all your shopping at Rakuten.com or get the Rakuten app to start saving today and your cash back really adds up. Clink, clink. Listeners, today's episode is sponsored by Acorns. Are you busy? Well, of course you are. And if you're like me, that means you put off investing because maybe it just doesn't seem urgent or it's intimidating. 
Enter Acorns. Acorns makes it easy to start automatically saving and investing for your future. You don't need a lot of money or expertise to invest with Acorns. In fact, you can get started with just spare change. Acorns recommends an expert built portfolio that fits you and your money goals, then automatically invests your money for you. What I love about Acorns is that it gives you the tool to give your money a chance to grow. You don't have to start with a lot. Just start. Believe me, it feels great. Head to acorns.com slash clink or download the Acorns app to start saving and investing for your future today. Client testimonial may not be representative of all clients. Tier one compensation provided. Compensation provides an incentive to positively promote Acorns. View important disclosures at acorns.com slash clink. Investing involves risk, including the loss of the principal. Please consider your objectives, risk tolerance, and Acorns fees before investing. Acorns Advisors LLC Acorns is an SEC registered investment advisor. Brokerage services are provided to clients of Acorns by Acorns Securities LLC member FINRA slash SIPC. For more information, visit acorns.com. This episode is sponsored by Astapro. Thanks, Astapro, for providing Tab and I with samples. Shout out to all my allergy suffering friends out there. You know how they say it's that time of year for allergies? Well, for me, it sort of feels like it's always that time of year. I thought I had tried everything until I recently discovered Astapro. Astapro is the first of its kind nasal allergy spray. It is the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter allergy spray. It starts working in 30 minutes while other allergy sprays take hours. Astapro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. Astapro delivers full prescription strength, indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. Get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to astaproallergy.com for a discount so you can Astapro and go today. That's A-S-T-E-P-R-O allergy.com. Astapro and go. It's faster, bro. Use as directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. Clink, clink. And as soon as he did that, of course, the attorney comes in, sees that they have nothing to detain him. And they were like, if you don't have anything, we're out of here. They let him out. Shortly after he was released, a local paper was sent a proof of life recording from Denise or of Denise, not from Denise, but from the kidnappers, but of Denise. It was Denise's voice stating that she had been kidnapped, but other than that, she was alive. And then she states some facts about like something that happened in the news that day so that they knew it was like, yeah, her voice was super monotone and emotionless, but this was great news. I mean, for Denise's parents who at this point were being told that Aaron had killed her and they're looking for Denise's body. This is a dream come true. Their daughter is alive. And for Aaron, it should have cleared his name. Right. But the Vallejo PD, I mean, they didn't care. They had to get the FBI involved now because it was a kidnapping case. And for this, Aaron's brother is like super relieved. He's like, okay, you know, now the FBI is involved. This is going places. Denise is alive. This is crazy. But, you know, we're going to, we're going to find her. The Vallejo PD Instead of trying to find an alive person, they still sent their searchers to search waterways for Denise's body, which is Mm. like mind boggling to me. Yeah. Um, And what they were not searching was Aaron's phone, Aaron's emails, tracing the recordings, 
doing anything that would actually lead to Denise. Actually, the police put Aaron's phone on airplane mode, preventing three traceable calls that came in from the kidnappers to be seen. Aaron actually saw these after the police had him come back to the station to send the kidnappers a message. Once they got that proof of life, they were like, hey, come back to the station. We want to talk to you again. Maybe you can send the kidnappers a message. And so he was like, dude, my phone's on airplane mode. What the fuck? Once he turned it off airplane mode, those three calls had come in. All right. So for those 18 hours, Aaron was getting blasted by the police. Denise was being held captive with one of the intruders. This guy kept Denise pretty drugged, which she was thankful for as the terror she was facing was pretty unfathomable. I mean, can you imagine? Like, it is crazy to think that somebody would take you and you don't know what the heck's going on. Also, they kept those swim goggles on her the entire time. So she had like, could not see anything. Okay. The whole time she thought like this was it. The kidnapper talked to her, told her if she did what she, what he said that her life would be spared. So she did. He kept a watchful eye on her most of the time. He did let her shower um, and go to the bathroom. But other than being in the bathroom and being able to do those things, like he was, he was watching her. He talked about um, the organization that he was in and that he was put in charge of this mission for Aaron's ex. And he might be in trouble because he actually took her. At one point, he told her he must have sex with her uh, on video for collateral if the mission failed. Okay, that's why he let her take a shower. Because he was going to have sex with her? Yeah, I would not be begging for a shower. First of all, I feel like you're in the shower, then you're real naked and vulnerable and it's already crazy. Like that's not working for me. Also, I feel like it's a good time to leave your dirty ass DNA as much everywhere. of your funk everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he did have a shower like multiple times. Mm. Okay. But yes, so he has her shower and then he says he needs to have sex with her on video for collateral. Their mission failed and it needed to look consensual. And that crushed her. I mean, from the inside out, as you know, she obviously nobody fucking wants to do that, but she's going to do it because she's like, if this is what I have to do to get out of here, he told me I'm leaving in 48 hours. Let's go. You know, she did it. And then this fuck came back the very next day and told her that his boss didn't like the video and it needed to be more believable. He told her that he was sorry that he had to do this again, but he must do it. And this time he would tape it, but without the goggles, he would just put um, packing tape over her eyes so that it looked more believable. Like she just had her eyes closed. And Denise obliged again, giving like a piece of her soul to this dirt bag. Um, she did exactly what he said in hopes that he had a little bit of humanity in his soul and he would spare her. You have heard me talk about my language learning skills with Rosetta Stone, and I'm telling you, I'm getting really good at it. I learned a little bit of Japanese before we went to Japan last year, and I really love the French language. So I'm learning French at the moment. Bonjour, bonsoir. I'm even getting a little bit of the accent down. Not very good, but I'm, I'm getting there. And with Rosetta Stone, it makes it so easy. I download it on my phone. I learn it in the car. 
It is awesome. You can do it on your desktop, wherever you find it convenient. They are there for you. And they have 25 languages, you guys, that you can use. And right now they are giving a lifetime membership for 50% off. So you can learn as many languages as you want for your entire life, which is amazing. And the best part is it starts off, you know, with just words and then phrases and then sentences. And then you should be able to have a conversation with somebody that also knows the language, which is, you know, my entire goal. So don't put off learning that language. There is no better time than right now. Seriously, get started before your summer vacay. The, our listeners get 50% off the lifetime membership. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem it today at rosettastone.com forward slash today. With Mother's Day around the corner, are you thinking about a truly special gift for your mom? Well, let me tell you, mylifeinabook.com is a very unique service. I did it for my mom and my grandmother, and it has been amazing. It basically turns your mom's life stories or your grandmother's or anybody that you think is special in your life into a book. So here's how it works. Every week, mylifeinabook.com will send a question via email to the special person, whoever you choose. You can ask custom questions too, but I just kind of let my life in a book choose what questions to ask. And then your special person like your mom can type their response or they can record their voice. And my life in a book compiles it all in a beautiful keepsake for you. And guess what? They can even create audiobooks. I mean, this is such a unique gift that will last a lifetime for you, your mom, your children, your children's children. It is the best gift you can give. Check out mylifeinabook.com and use our code CLINK at checkout for 10% off. This is an unforgettable gift for you and your mom. Get it today. Use our code CLINK, mylifeinabook.com. Where are all my lady listeners at? Because I am talking to you. Is your time of month an easy breezy situation? Or are you like me? And for about a week before your period starts, all you want to do is stay in bed and also eat anything and everything. Or maybe you're experiencing the joys of menopause or that sneaky bee perimenopause. Well, then ladies, you've got to try Hormone Harmony. Hormone Harmony is made by the Happy Mammoth Company, which I've been a big fan of for a while now. Hormone Harmony contains science-backed herbal extracts called aptogens. Now, here's the beauty about aptogens. They help the body adapt to any stressors like chaotic hormonal changes that happen naturally throughout a woman's life. So Hormone Harmony isn't just for menopause. Any woman with symptoms of hormonal imbalances can take it, but it's perfect for those horrible menopausal symptoms that put a woman's life on hold like hot flashes, night sweats, racing thoughts, low moods, poor sleep, feeling tired all the time, occasional bloating and gas, no desire to be in bed with someone. You know what I mean? Yes. Hormone harmony can help with all those things. And the biggest benefit is feeling like yourself again. That's what women mention over and over in their reviews. And there are over 17,000 reviews of Hormone Harmony. For a limited time, you can get 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use code CLINK at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use code CLINK for 15% off today. CLINK CLINK ladies.
And then as the second night closed in, the kidnapper told Denise that he was going to let her go. He said he would drive her nine hours away to her hometown of Huntington Beach. Near you, Gretchen. You know what is weird? What? Do you remember That this? is where Sherry Papini was when she said she was kidnapped and she was not. I know. What year was Sherry Papini supposedly kidnapped? Like 2005, I think. Yeah, it was before. Because this is 2015. I thought so too. I think they thought this was more... And, and remember, we never knew if Sherry Papini until recently was a hoax. But yeah. I do think that Sherry Papini did not help Denise. Yeah. Um, because it was like so such a weird thing, you know? Yeah. Well, it sounds like even though they, they suspected Sherry Papini was full of shit from the get, but at least they it, they investigated. Yes. Yes. True. If they investigated just a little bit of this case, they would have known that it was true. So he didn't want to drive her back to Vallejo because he knew that there was so much police presence and like that people knew. So he would drive very, very, very early in the morning, nine hours to Huntington Beach. He let her this time sit in the car without the goggles, but tape on her eyes. And she was hopeful. She was like, okay, let's do this. I mean, she did think for a second, like this guy could be taking me to the middle of nowhere and like offing me and I would have no idea. But after nine hours, they came to a stop where Denise was instructed to get out of the car, stand until she heard the car pull away and then count to 10. At this time, she was able to remove the tape from her eyes and she saw he sat a bag of her things next to her in the middle of an alleyway next to her mom's house. Wow. So she was alive and she was free. She was broken, but she was free. So she walks to her mom's house, but there was no one there. So she found a stranger. She called her dad. No answer. Left a message. Then walked to her dad's house, which was not far away. His, he lived in an apartment complex. She knocked on his door. But, you know, they're both up north looking for her, you know. Yeah. So a neighbor came out of the apartment next door and said, oh, your dad is looking for your sister. He's up north. And she was like, he's looking for me. Yeah. Makes me so sad, man. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So then she brought her inside and she called 911 and the Huntington police rushed like straight over. As soon as the police got there, she recounted her 48 hours, except for two details. They asked her if she was sexually assaulted and she said no. Um, the kidnapper told her that if he, if she, he knew she was going to talk to the police. And he said, if you tell them one or two or either of these two things, then I will come back and I will hurt your family and I will hurt you. And he said, if you tell them that you were sexually assaulted or that I was in the military. And so she didn't initially say it. And I can un also understand why, dude. These people oh, are you're so mind fucked. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Huntington Beach police, of course, called Vallejo PD right away. Um, and when everybody should be like so joyous and happy, Denise could feel something immediately was off. The police were not treating her as a victim. And she could feel it right away. Her like extended family had come over. One of them was an attorney or a new attorney and like her cousin and her aunt. And she could just tell the way that they were questioning her after they talked to the Vallejo PD that something wasn't right. They initially said, hey, we have an FBI plane that you can get on um, to take you back up to, to Vallejo. And her cousin was like, 
mm, yeah, we're going to find an attorney and we're going to talk to somebody first before we just throw ourselves in, in this, you know? Yeah. And that was smart. Yeah. So once she got up to Vallejo, she was questioned by FBI up there and to police. And they basically told her that whoever confessed first between her and Aaron, they would give immunity. They didn't believe her. They thought that she faked her own kidnapping. Then, Gretchen, the same day that she was released, the same day they're questioning her, this Vallejo PD decides to put out a press conference um, hosted by Lieutenant Kenny Park of Vallejo PD. And this is what he said. Mr. Quinn and Ms. Huskins have plundered valuable resources away from our community and taken the focus away from the true victims of our community while instilling fear among our community members. So if anything, it is Mr. Quinn and Ms. Huskins that owes this community an apology. He was adamant that it was all a hoax. And guess what? The media ran with it. This would be the beginning of hell that these two would. Oh, yeah, they'll ruin your life. They they did ruin their life. Both Denise and Aaron would be broken down so hard before they were even able to see each other because basically what they told him that told them that they were going to charge them for creating this crazy hoax. And they couldn't see each other until after the trial. Like if they were charged with this, they would not be able to speak to each other or see each other until their trials were over. And if they were found guilty, fuck, they'd never be able to see each other. You know, so they were, you know, forced to become suspects far before they were even really victims. And quite honestly, the Lejo PD never did look into if they were actually real victims. They never did any research. Um, They made up their mind when Aaron called 911 that it wasn't real. They interrogated both of them again for hours. um, But this time they both had lawyers, which were real expensive. unfortunately, but they both needed, they both needed lawyers and they both were not lying. It didn't matter how much truth these two were telling um, to the public. Aaron and Denise were hoaxers. Then the daily Chronicle was sent another email from the kidnappers. It was a 19 page manifesto describing in detail what happened with the request of them apologizing for blaming the victims. But that didn't even make the police budge. Denise and Aaron would endure months and months of scrutiny. The media and the police dubbed Denise as the gone girl. That's why I was telling you um, that was what it was called at first. And do you remember that movie? I do. It was like, but it's been a long time. It was about a woman that faked her own kidnapping and she like, it was, I can't remember it too much either, but her, her husband was cheating on her. So then she faked her own kidnapping to get back at him. Yeah. That's mean. <laughs> it's mean. <laughs> um, Even if he is a cheater, cheater, pumpkin eater. I know it's kind of a good, uh, a good plot of a, of a no, movie. No, it's a good plot okay. for a movie. It's a good movie. Yeah. No, the, the real way to handle that is hide your assets, start plotting, <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. Kidnapping <laughs> is money, not your person. <laughs> yeah. Now you're a fraudster. Okay. Police, like I said, never focused on any of the facts. They were solely focused on burning Aaron and Denise. And allegedly, one of the detectives, Detective Mustard is his name, which makes me think of Colonel Mustard every time I say it. He was reportedly being said, burn that bitch about Denise the day that she came back. That they would try to do. Sad fact of the matter is what they said really did happen. Um, Denise would be eaten alive by the media and online threads and even strangers on Facebook. I mean, we've talked about it before, like even last episode that I did about how Facebook is so crazy. Well, listen, people went freaking nuts creating boards and just being like, you know, like psychos on Facebook. They would write her strangers put on Facebook to her, like private messages about how she was to go to hell, calling her a cunt, telling her she was the worst thing on the face of the earth. And in her book, she recounts like all these Facebook messages, like verbatim. And I mean, I just like, this is why I cried because it's so incredibly sad that these two went through this, this crazy 48 hours of being held hostage and raped she wouldn't even call it rape for a while. Like her, finally, Aaron's like, he fucking raped you. She was like, yeah, he did. Like, you know, like, yeah, he, they just, this guy mind fucked them like yeah. so bad. And he probably knew how to do it because he was in the military, you know? Yeah. So as time passed, you know, media kind of trickled. They try to get their life back in order and reading their book also kind of gave me a perspective of like what victims really go through. They had night terrors. They woke up at 3 a.m. like every night. They still say they do. They also had the fear of going to jail. Like yeah. if they, you know, if they made their mind up that they wanted to like take them to jail and be wrongfully convicted, that was definitely like in the back of their mind always. Also that these guys were still at large. They went to the police. They told them that she eventually did tell them that she was raped. She eventually did do all that, you know, all the testing and stuff to be raped, which by the way, they also were like, yeah, you, you don't have signs of being raped. Well, she's like, he wore a condom. She told them that he said that he was going to wear a condom and he did. And just because you don't like have bruising and cuts and shit, like doesn't mean that somebody didn't sexually assault you, you know? Right. Denise went through a ton of anxiety and depression. She went to therapy. She lost some friends. She was constantly looking over her shoulder. She couldn't go back to work for a long time. But these two, they stuck it out together. Being with one another, I think, really kind of helped them get through the nightmare. They knew that Vallejo PD were going to do nothing about their case. So they were like, we got to move. We can't, yeah. we can't live yeah, here. Yeah, would be terrified to stay there. Yeah. At one point, the kidnapper actually told Denise that he didn't like what he was doing and he didn't like being part of this organization any longer and regretted what he was doing and he had remorse for it. So I think partly in the back of her mind, she was hoping, you know, that he didn't strike again or wouldn't come after her. But like we know, Gretchy creeps be creeps. And just months later, another home invasion would occur. This oh, one no. was about an hour south of Vallejo in a city called Dublin. Are you familiar with that city? No, only the Irish one. I know. Okay, so this man entered a home 
and surprised a couple in the middle of the night as, and then as he was tying the wife up with zip ties, the husband lunged at the intruder. The intruder then hit the husband with like a flashlight and fled. But this time he left a cell phone behind. When the Dublin PD were called, they were able to find this guy pretty quickly. They traced the phone back to its owner, who was a woman who said, oh, it's actually my adult son's phone. And they said, oh, you know, where's your adult son? And she said, oh, you know, he stays at my Lake Tahoe house. And he actually did tell me that he lost his phone yesterday. They said, great, where's the address? We're going to bring it to him. (laughs) And they acted real swiftly. And they went to the Tahoe house and they surprised this perpetrator And they're real smart, you know, don't tell the lady that he's in trouble, just go get him. And when they got there, they were greeted by a former Marine, a Harvard law educated former attorney named Matthew Moeller. There was one officer put on the case who, according to the ABC News 7, was just days away from being a detective. And her name was Misty Caruso. Officer Caruso was one of the people in charge of the search and seizure of evidence in this Lake Tahoe house. This is what they seized. Tasers, lasers, laptop, cell phones, ski masks, makeshift water guns to look like real guns with these laser pointers attached to these like water guns. They found a blow up doll wrapped in wire. They found tape recordings of white noise and whispers. And she also found blacked out swim goggles, one with a long blonde hair attached to it. (sighs) And this is when it hit Officer Caruso that this wasn't his first rodeo. There were no blonde victims in the Dublin incident. And fucking love a lady detective. Dude, me too. Because this fucking mustard dude and all those guys in Vallejo, they didn't give a shit, right? But this woman was like, this guy's a creep and I'm going to get him. And she freaking did, dude. She knew that it wasn't his first rodeo. There's too much stuff all over this guy's house that screams like, you're a bad guy. Yeah. Um, The car that they also found Matthew driving was a stolen vehicle. It was a white Ford Mustang, which is actually what Denise thought he was driving. She said she could see like a little bit of white out of the goggle. And when she was getting in the car, she said the way that she's it sounded in the trunk was like, uh, she said, she described it as a sports car, maybe a Mustang. That's what she said. And this car had actually been stolen from Mare Island where they lived right around the time of this abduction. So had they even looked into white Mustang, put it in their database, they would have seen that it was like a stolen vehicle, right? I mean, all these things, there's so many things. Caruso had some work to do to figure out if Matthew's crime had other crimes, because obviously Dublin is an hour away from Vallejo. um, And it's been months since the incident. But sure enough, when she put in his name, a few other incidents around the Bay Area came up, one in Mountain View and one in Palo Alto for possible home invasions and threatening rape to victims. When she questioned the car owner also, he said, you know, there was a gone girl case uh, when my car was taken. And Caruso remembered this gone girl hoaxer and looked it up. And 
this evidence kept piling up, right? Like the car, the blonde hair, the hoaxer had blonde hair. And then she looked up the GPS from the car and all the coordinates from the parking lot of Aaron's car to Tahoe to Huntington Beach, all was on the car's GPS. They also found Aaron's laptop in his possession. Crusoe called the Vallejo PD um, and she got no answer. And she called again and again and again until finally somebody returned her call. And listen, I don't usually like talking bad about law enforcement. I'm typically for the law, but dude, when bad cops are bad cops, like it doesn't matter what the profession is. There's bad, there's a bad apple in, in, in every bunch. Yeah. But sometimes also bad apples are covered, covered up by good apples. Right. Because especially in law enforcement, I think it's really hard to be a good apple. And actually like, I won't get into it, but even in Vallejo, there's a guy that got, I think, let go after many years because he was a good apple and kind of went against these bad apples. It's a lot of corruption in that Vallejo PD department. Yeah. But they eventually answered Caruso's call and directed her to the FBI. And the case was taken over from there. There were statements issued to the media to discuss the arrest of Mueller And they reached out to Denise and they asked her if she would like to be named in this um, statement. And she said, yes, like put my name in the paper. Like I am the one and you guys all fucked up. This really happened. This is the guy because it's sexual assault case. Mostly they don't, you know, they don't put their names in there, but she was like, no, put my name in these assholes still didn't put her name in the paper. Oh my gosh. They called her victim F which is what her book's called. So she says even to this day, and probably not anymore because of um, the Netflix documentary, but she said in her book, which came out, I think in 2020 or 2021, if you looked up her name, she's like for a job or whatever. If anybody looks up my name, it's like, I'm the gone girl. I'm the girl that hoaxed this stuff instead of I'm the victim of Matthew Mueller. Yeah. Matthew Mueller was charged in federal court with kidnapping and ransom for Denise's kidnapping Um, And he got 40 years. He was also charged for that other attempted kidnapping. And I think he got 10 years to run concurrently. And another thing that this book recalls is like how Denise had to get up on the stand and like like recount all of the horrible details of her sexual assault. And because they had videos of what she went through, they freaking play those. That makes me want to throw up. Isn't that so disturbing. It's so awful. She also got to speak to Matthew himself and she was really strong and really forceful. And she told him, you know, that she thought he was a coward and a monster. And that when she had to pretend to enjoy sex with him, she wants him to know that she was thinking of Aaron the whole time. And that's the only way she got through it. I mean, I think she's a real hero, man. Yeah. You know, he was not charged for what he did to Aaron. He did get charged in Solano County with kidnapping for ransom, two counts of forcibly forcible rape, robbery, burglary, and false imprisonment, which he pled not guilty for. The other stuff he pled guilty for. This one, he pled not guilty, and he decided to defend himself. Remember, I told you he was an attorney. But since then, he has been deemed incompetent to stand trial for his mental disabilities, which he did 
tell people that I think he he told in a reporter one time that he had, I think, bipolar and a couple other things. And it was super severe. He said that he's unable to control himself with his disability, which I think is probably true. Like, yeah, but you should probably get help for that before you go rape people and drug them and imprison them in their own home. Yeah. Matthew also was the only one ever charged with this kidnapping. And Aaron and Denise are adamant that there are others out there um, that were with him. They're like, in their book, they're like, there is no way. We heard people. We, we know that there is somebody else out there. Um, and they're, I mean, they are like fully adamant that it wasn't just one person that did it. I don't know. In their book, they do not talk very highly of Jennifer. Um, and they make some inferences to her boyfriend who was in law enforcement, which I got the feeling. Oh, they like were, where she questioned and she was like, well, I don't know. She could have faked it. She, Dumb bitch yeah, with she, my man. She, well, remember, she had a law enforcement boyfriend that she had an affair with for two years. Yeah. It's, she did not. Yes, they did question her and you know what they did? They got her security. They got her security because they were like, oh, it was supposed to be for you, which seems really weird because if they thought it was a hoax the whole time, why would they get them? Why would they get her security? Yeah. You know what I thought where I thought this was going was that I thought you were going to tell me it was her who did the whole kidnapping thing. Yeah, it wasn't. It was this guy, but did a case like that one time. Yes. But there is some like, there are questions where you're like, why were the cops so one-minded? Like they only had, like they were like tunnel visioned, right? She also did not speak very highly of Aaron or Denise, but then she got, I don't know. There's some things where I'm like, was there someone in law enforcement that could have worked with Matthew Mueller? I don't know. I mean, it's so far. I don't know. You know what it sounds like to me? What? I picture it being like kind of, I mean, since these guys are kind of like uh, misogynistic, it sounds to me like there's like one super cool detective guy that everybody, like no one wants to rub the wrong way. And so if he's saying it's going this way, they all kind of do that. And then even when evidence is presented to them, to the contrary, they all go along with it because it would be the worst thing in the world to admit that they are wrong because they're so kind of egotistical and yes, this they're kind of like followers. Yes. This guy mustard was 100% like that. And he even got an award in 2015 after this, which is like, dude, you didn't even do your freaking job. Should have got yeah. award for doing your job. Well, Dr. Ben Brown got voted best plastic surgeon <laughs> or whatever. Best yeah. of Bay. <laughs> yeah. yeah I'm like awards are not everything. It's true. Yeah. Something's not adding up with the the people. I, I listened to another podcast with these two on and an FBI agent. And I think he said too, that he, he believes there's somebody else with Mueller at the time. I don't know if he was able to pay somebody to just be there or make some sounds or say like, hey, come help me with hanging things up after he has them like put in a closet, you know? So, so they're not actually in the 
in the kidnapping portion, but they're in a portion of the portion. He did order DoorDash or I don't think there was DoorDash in the time, but like ordered some food delivery service in Tahoe. And so he did have somebody come to the door. There's a lot of information in the book. If you want to know more of like everything that happened. Also the two, they did sue the police department for defamation, which I'm happy they did. They were awarded $2.5 million, which I don't think is enough. Not enough. Yeah. Not enough. Because those attorneys I'm sure were so much money. I know that they were. Bare minimum 10. Bare minimum $10. Bare minimum 10. And I would, I think 20 is better. Me too. Me too. (laughs) Yeah, I definitely think they should have gotten more. But I will tell you that it is a true love story because these two got married. They now have two beautiful children. They invited Misty Caruso, the detective that figured out their case to their wedding. I mean, it's just... It's oh, I a, love that. It's a really magical story at the end. Um, their book is beautifully written. It's told by her and him. And it tells you at the same time, like what Aaron is going through and what Denise is going through. It goes through more of like the police corruption um, and some theories and then how they really, really made it through. And also tell you the FBI that was talking to them told them that they did the right thing in this case. Like, And she also talks about how she just kind of knew that he had it in him. There was a part of this, this guy that didn't really want to be doing this. I think like he wanted to enough to like the fact that he did it. Right. But she, I think knew that if she didn't fight back with him, that he would most likely let her go because he kind of built a rapport. She survived. Yeah, Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. So I think there is that point. And maybe it's like, you've got, I mean, obviously the other guy fought back and he ran away. Right. So the guy, but he is military trained. So you're like, fuck, he probably, he was in the Marines. He's not that good. He kept the fucking goggles with her shit. Like you need to dispose of all the evidence. Oh, also they suspect him being the Mare Island creeper. They had like for years they had this guy going around creeping into women's windows and for sure it was him. Like this guy is, is he's a real, you know, he's a peeping Tom. That that, is so creepy. That is something so terrifying to me about a peeping Tom. Oh, me too. And I think that's why it gets, it gets worse. Right. At first you're just like, look, you're peering. You're like a, yeah. But then that goes into, okay, now I'm going to go like in your house and probably steal your underwear. And then it progresses into now I have to take it to the next level, the next level. And now, now I'm like a serial killer. Yeah, there is, there was one put on my like uh, a community page. Mm -hmm. It's like the next town over, but they're like, be on the lookout for this guy. Let me tell you, he's not tragic looking. No, see, that's also another scary thing, right? Because then you're like, that guy could pick some girl up at the bar, no problem. Yeah. So scary. So scary. Let's not talk about things that are so scary. Okay, we won't talk about things anymore. That are scary. But are yeah, you happy? I didn't, to... I didn't do a murder one this time. Oh, yeah. Okay. But it was long. So sorry. <sighs> no, it's cool. And I'm glad it was a love story because this is the month of love. And next week, I will be telling you another love story. 
Oh, good. For Valentine's week. Happy Valentine's Day week next week. Okay, well, thank you all for listening. Please join our Patreon um, to support us. Also, please go to CrimeCon. We'd love to see you there. And if you have not given us a review, please do. And all of you that have in the last couple weeks, I see you. We see you. We are super thankful. Also, one other thing. When you join our Facebook group, it's called Housewives of True Crime Group. It asks you a couple questions. And a lot of times you all give us a suggestion or you give us some praise. And there's no way that we are able to reply um, I wish there was because I would have replied. But we to do. All of you. It is literally Tab and I it letting you in. So we do see it. If you're suggesting something. Yeah, we see it. Yes. I screenshot it and I put I, it in a little file on my phone. Yes, I do too. But I also want to tell you, like, thank you for all of your kind words. Yes, absolutely. It really does make my heart happy. Oh. <laughs> okay. Love. So I love. Okay. <laughs> clink, clink. Clink, clink.